Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, he's not quite a coffee asshole, but he's still an asshole about coffee. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. This is the Journey for Java podcast, a show about coffee for people who enjoy coffee and like listening to stories about people, places, and things involving coffee. Seriously, only an asshole would make it this complicated. It's the Journey for Java podcast. You want some coffee? Yeah, make it a fresh pot. A Britain on tour podcast show. Fresh pot! About what else? Coffee. Coffee is the number one drink in the world. Everybody drinks it. Even little kids in Mexico drink coffee. Well, I'm not a little kid in Mexico, okay? Here's BD. That, my friends, is Veronica Galova. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. She's the head of marketing at Roast, which is uh, an amazing company that I discovered on my trip to Oslo this past spring while I was visiting Tim Wendelbo, the roastery. Yeah, it was so lovely of you to just stop by. <laughs> it was convenient because your room was attached to the place. And while I was doing samplings uh, with Anders and learning how to cup and do all the things that... Uh, that uh, professional coffee people do, uh, not amateurs like me. You guys were in this next room, surrounded by gadgets, and it just looked like this little, like, amazing lab that was happening. And Anders told me, "Oh, you should, you got to go next door and meet these guys." And here we are. We're yeah. sitting at another coffee shop in Oslo, and I'm about to interview you about your world and your life. So randomly, it <laughs> happened. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, hello, coffee friends. Um, where to start about me? Well, let's start maybe from uh, the beginning, then from the end. <laughs> at the beginning, I was just a barista at the Starbucks in uh, Prague, and that was just a part-time job while I was studying in the university, where I moved from Slovakia to Prague, just to study, you know, technical university. I was. I was more of the tech girl to do doing uh, graphic design and studying marketing and HR, such a weird combination, but um, yeah, back then I didn't know what career I want to have and as a part-time barista at Starbucks, that was the career that I kind of found. I found myself so happy to be surrounded with uh, coffee and customers and just talking about coffee. I think were, you were know you a the coffee feeling, right? Fan? Like, was it like I gotta go work at Starbucks to learn about coffee? No. But you just <laughs> needed a part-time job. That's how it started. I was drinking giant latte with the caramel <laughs> before. Giant lattes with the caramel. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that I was bringing to um, to university during the you know the lessons, and uh, yeah, that's how I started. I didn't have any particular relationship to coffee. It was just I needed uh, money as a, any student in Prague. And um, after working two, three years at Starbucks, 
I fell in love with coffee so much, but I knew that there is so much more to it, and I needed to find out what is the good cup of coffee. Because at Starbucks, you learn a lot about how to run the coffee shop, how to be a good barista, how to be a good manager, all the knowledge that you need to run the coffee shop and to fall in love for the coffee. But as I understood that uh, there is much more to coffee than what I was served at Starbucks, no offense, still, but uh, I knew that I wanted to become one of those that I was always watching on the stages that competing at the, the Barista competitions. And I didn't really know, like, what's the difference? Do they, you, you mentioned about becoming a good barista. Would yeah. you consider, and this is just dumbing it down, mm-hmm. would you consider Starbucks baristas good baristas or are they following the model like well, the way you would at McDonald's what? the way you would at something <laughs> like I mean what makes a special barista because we'll get into your yeah. journey because you, you're an award winning barista but what would you define as a good barista is that a Starbucks barista do you owe them a little bit like what or do you like nah no nah, I know what a good barista is now I wish there would be some balance between Starbucks barista and specialty coffee barista and that's because Starbucks baristas have um, that kind of insane positivity that when you enter the coffee shop, everyone is smiling at you, which uh, is it is natural. But baristas at Starbucks are really enjoying their their job. It's I don't know. I just fell in love with that customer service that we had there. And then when you go to specialty coffee shops, sometimes you have people behind the bar too much focus on the preparation of the coffee. So they're like heads down on the brew because they're so much in love with the coffee that they love more coffee than the customers. So something in between would be, I think, for me, the best, you know, to get a good customer service and coffee that I, I rather forgive a bad cup of coffee than a bad customer service. Right. Well, coffee culture is relatively new around the world. I mean, I, it's been 30 episodes since I've done coffee. And, I, you know, I did uh, music and travel and life. Yeah. And in my journey since then, obviously, still trying to find the best coffee in the world, still trying <laughs> to find the best baristas. Uh, it hasn't changed much in 25 or 30 weeks. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying the world doesn't move yeah. that fast. but. But um, the discussions are still the same, which is sustainability and which is like you're paying the proper price for a bean. And yeah. Starbucks is taking a lot of flack for their lack of, you know, how much they pay for per bean. And there's just so many things about the, 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 but the business that I guess you would learn as you come in as learning to become a barista. And then you want to, as you said, you wanted to study more on it. You wanted to learn more about the people that were on stage and competing. Starbucks would have given you a base of knowledge, right? But then you, from there, say, oh, I need to learn more. And yeah. what was the trigger for you where you was like, I, I'm just not getting enough. I'm just not getting enough knowledge from this. I need to dive in, and who's going to teach me how to do that? Yeah, that was back in 2013, and uh, I went into in Prague into one of the specialty coffee shops, and I've been served the coffee with the words from the barista. Here's your Ethiopia, your gachaf, uh, washed processed coffee, enjoy the floral nose. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> it wasn't a caramel macchiato. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, something that, uh, that uh, requires a... 
you know, you're not really tasting the bean anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was the, it was just amazing. It was like performance. And uh, I was like, wow, I want to know what's behind that. So I started to search more and I figured out that within Prague, we have a world barista champion. I'm not sure which year. I mean, World Barista Champion is also Tim Vandelbo. That's 2004. And there is uh, another champion. Uh, his name is William Davis. And he lives with his wife uh, in Prague. And I met him, and uh, he took me for one of his courses to teach me more about specialty coffee. And that was the starting point for me to get that wow moment into the cup. And... Back then, in 2014, I started my... I tried to go for the first um, championship that was in the category where you mix coffee and alcohol. And I still didn't know how to even set the grinder for espresso. But I was on the, <laughs> I was on the, on the stage of national championship in Czech Republic, and I happened to win it. I had no idea how. Until no til today, I mean... I decided to brew the coffee, then making espresso because you can choose what yeah. do you want to mix with the with the alcohol, and I went for the safe uh, run to to make the filter coffee, and I I won. And you won. Yeah. And that changed it all for you at that yeah. point, right? I was like, I still don't know anything, but here we are. Let's do more. <laughs> so it was amazing. Yeah, and then I got a job at um, a specialty coffee roastery in Prague. I've been there for two years. I tried to learn as much as possible. I went for another championship, uh, barista championship that I won in Slovakia. And uh, I still felt like I don't have enough, enough time for preparation for the world stage because that's a lot of money, a lot of time. And uh, yeah, I needed a space. So I decided to quit all the jobs. Yeah. I quit the job. Wow. I quit the school. Quit the school. Yeah. I haven't finished my master's. Still going for it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, you I don't... You have a master's in coffee now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, I opened my own barista school in Czech Republic that I ran for... I ran it for, for almost three years before I moved here to, to Norway. you had enough barista knowledge at that point where you yeah. felt comfortable properly Yeah, because I was people. insane. I had to... I had to learn as much as possible and as quick as possible so I was just running for all the courses myself to to learn as much as possible and traveling all around uh, the countries and sharing the knowledge with the people in the industry and and then coming back to share it with others so yeah then another three years I went for the Brewers Cup Championship in Slovakia and I won all three years and finally I made it for the world which I enjoyed so much and now we are in Norway <laughs> Do you go from Slovakia to the Czech Republic to, to, to Norway? Yeah <laughs> It's quite a journey and yeah. the feeling of winning that um, first championship must have been odd and then the second one and then the third one you start kind of getting a feeling amongst yourself like maybe you know what you're doing now like, you know, you, you keep winning. So people are starting to ask you, like, oh. you know, more questions and more things. It had to be a great feeling to start winning, especially it opens up all these doors. You got to open up the barista school. You started teaching people about that. Does it, is there, is there a ceiling to, to this? 
I there mean, it's the world. Never. There's never a ceiling, so it just no. keeps. You just keep competing. You just keep trying to get better at it. <laughs> I stopped competing actually. You stopped competing, yeah. I stopped competing. The last time I competed, it was a year ago. It was in Brazil. It was the World Championship, and uh, three times in a row on the world stage, I happened to be like ninth, tenth, and it was not improving more than I that I wanted to and I realized that actually maybe that's the end point for me it's okay I don't have to win this competition because I just wanted to do it to to get better and inspire others that it's possible to do it even though you don't know how to make espresso <laughs> so yeah what's the, what's the the fine line between finishing 10th and first as a barista like what is it that that you can you know and break it down just simply from a lot of people North America, especially, as coffee culture is new there, yeah. baristas are still like, oh, it's a barista, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> people do drive-in coffee and they mm -hmm. McDonald's and Tim Hortons and Dunkin' Donuts and all these things that, yeah. that are that are common. Starbucks even, you know, are very common and mm -hmm. it's very quick and grab and go. There's not a lot of patience for waiting 10 minutes for a coffee or the arts. So what's the what can you define as like the difference between ninth and first you know as a barista because there has to be some kind of form yeah like what tell me between nine and first place yeah. is actually only how you wake up that morning okay like literally because there let's say in barista category you have um three rounds where you have um preliminary then it's the semifinals then it is the finals and you do the routine all over again so you can be first in the first round and then if you get to the finals you can be last so sixth it's just how you wake up that day and make the coffee for the judges and how they will perceive you you know that how it's gonna look like the whole experience with that barista. It's not just about the coffee. Or it's not even, but I mean, you could put that on a shirt. <laughs> you could put that on a, on a meme, you see them every day, but it's like <laughs> the difference between ninth and first is how you wake up in the morning. Yeah, well, You're basically right? it is the same. Like you go to coffee shop, you yourself, let's say here in Oslo, you enter the coffee shop and you wish to get a good coffee, but you don't know what kind of barista is behind the bar. If it does the barista have a today, a bad, does day. It bad day or a good day, if, if it, he has or she has a good day, then you're going to have a good day because yeah. it's contagious. And with a cup of coffee, oh my sure. God, that's like perfect match. Sure. But yeah, so that's, that's that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Would you say that you had more good days than bad? Obviously, you, you won a few times. Would you say as a barista, you just kind of were like... The best yeah, days. The best days. Oh, my God. I miss it. I miss to be behind the bar. But at the same time, I mean, you have to make money. <laughs> to, to, you know, if it would be... Um, yeah. If you could make um, the, the salary that you make uh, as a 
head of marketing, yeah. then hell yeah, I'm there. <laughs> so head of marketing now for Roast, yeah. which is a very cool machine that uh, I discovered yesterday yeah. at uh, the Tim Winnebow uh, Roastery, which was amazing. Um, it's a, a professional sample roaster machine, yeah? So a lot of people, are, you know, there are people that roast at home, mm-hmm. you know, that are learning to roast at home. It looks to me, from what I sampled and what we what we did, it's the perfect machine for that. I mean, <laughs> six minutes and you and you you know you've roasted, you've gone from green to roast, and yeah. then obviously you have to let it sit for at least twenty four hours and all the rest of it. But it's a really cool machine. What brought you to roast? Did you did they find you or did you apply to them to kind of be their marketing person? How did that come about? Because uh, it's a very interesting. When I product. came to to Norway, it was because I got a job um, at a green coffee import company, and uh, I spent there one and a half a year. And for for the company reasons that the company was struggling, the whole team kind of um, decided to go uh, own way. I decided also to to find my own way. How to be in Oslo and in the coffee industry and at that time uh, guys were at Roost were looking for someone for for marketing and I'm like yeah uh, why not to actually first time in my whole life use what I was studying (laughs) what I knew how to do and apply it in within the career that I built in the coffee industry so that was a perfect mix and, and match and that's how I became one of the Roost heroes, (laughs) heroes, <laughs> the only the only woman in the team. Well, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Right. How long have you been there for? Uh, it's May now. Yeah. <laughs> so five months only. Very cool. And it's the, if you guys get a chance online to check it out, we'll we'll, we'll get into where people can you know go and check out the product. Uh, it's not. Uh, we're gonna say. What did you refer to it as? If you like expensive gadgets, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> professional and expensive yes, one. Professional. It's, it's yeah. not uh, gonna be easy on your bank account, but if you're, uh, and it's, it, would you say it's more for the coffee roaster than it is for the person at home, or it works for both? I certainly would love to have one at home, but I, you know, I'm not. We have different types of clients. We have the roasters. We have also home roasters. Seriously, we have also people from research and even not coffee roasters, but let's say beer companies that are roasting also their products on, on it, not the coffee. And uh, it's actually quite funny to see how people can fall in love with the coffee and get the gadgets they need to get the best out of out of the coffee or they, their days or their routines. So... I would not even say that Rus is expensive gadget, but it is a smart digital gadget of I today. I thought it was very cool. I mean, yeah. I, I think it could complement anything. So, uh, obviously, you're enjoying your time there. You're traveling a bit. Uh, we had a discussion earlier about um, your friends at European Coffee Trip. Okay. So, <laughs> I uh, I follow them around the world. Like when I'm traveling in Europe, European Coffee Trip usually guides the way as far as it's the best coffee you can find in Europe. In America, it's uh, Sprudge, and then. 
uh, you know, there's just people that are compiling things like that. You've known those guys for a while on the rise. You've also got your own. I mean, I know you're doing videos yeah. for Roast, but um, you also have your own sort of blog on Instagram as like uh, My Dear Coffee personal blog. I know you're yeah. doing a lot of really cool videos uh, are you doing that for you or are you doing that for for your own like teaching teaching people or are you just doing it out of your love for for coffee or what's uh, how did that come about because your videos are pretty cool thank you <laughs> um i needed to express myself in the coffee since i started to work at the roost and uh, creating a lot of uh, content for the sample roasting machine i realized that I still carry the knowledge about the coffee that I gained within within my, my career, and I have a lot of friends that wish to know how to how to make the best out of coffee every day, the simple, the easy way, and that's how I came up with the idea. So once I'm brave to make the video for Roost, why not to make also videos for for my followers or my friends, my family? And that's how I started. Just uh, simple videos made with iPhone. <laughs> and yeah, here we are. It is, um, there is a bigger plan with that. Uh, there will be a website, My Dear Coffee, and uh, also online courses that I'm working on. So basically this uh, Insta stories or um, Instagram TV is the prep for, for that. Yeah. Your basically mission is to teach people how to make amazing coffee, or yeah. can you actually teach them can you teach people how to become a barista online like that? Or is, yes. it, is it very hands-on? Uh, I think you can give um, the, all the information or the knowledge that they need for the at the beginning to start with. Like I needed when I quit the Starbucks and I wanted to become a barista. I needed that kind of um, pack of information. It's not just to to watch some videos on the YouTube like here and there, but to have it as a whole pack. So yes, you can do that. But at the same time, also I want people to to see that you can make a really good cup of coffee the easy and simple way because we. As as, a barista, as professionals, we tend to make it very complicated and difficult for people to understand how to make a good coffee because we we use all kinds of gadgets around and uh, uh, I don't know if you if you take a look, there is some kind of smart uh, scale, smart kettle. Everything looks so geeky, but at the same time, at home when we make coffee for ourselves in the morning, it's a very simple, and you still get the good coffee. So why not to share that? You know. Yeah. Keeping it simple is yeah. where it's at. I wrote an article back on the first coffee cast, the first 10 episodes, which started this whole coffee journey, was I wrote an article called, Which Coffee Asshole Are You? <laughs> I don't want people to be like that. I mean, to be but coffee asshole. we all are in some way. <laughs> and the only reason I touch on that is the article itself touches on whether you only drink Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and refuse to try, you know, Tim <laughs> yeah. Wendell Bow or, or any of these places around because they just, it just takes too long. It just, no. I, you know, I'm in a rush. Or, or you're the asshole barista that has no time for anyone that doesn't know anything about coffee. And my thing is always that you, people should be educated at, if they're going to drink a coffee. Like if you go to a barista and say, well, what is a cappuccino? And then they go, and they, <laughs> like that's you. I mean, that's a, yeah. I've seen that. I've been a part difficult. of it because I only added coffee two years ago. Yeah. So I had to go through like, what's an Americano? And they're like, you, you don't know, know what an Americano, Americano? Is? Like, No, I don't know what an Americano is. You got to teach me. So 
my question to you. No. Which coffee asshole are you? <laughs> well, I will. I might disappoint you because people know me the way that I'm okay to go when I'm traveling. I'm okay to go to Starbucks and order a brewed coffee, the blonde roast, the, that's the lightest one. But I will go there and I will enjoy that cup. Of course. Because I will get the nice customer service and I know what to expect from that cup. I'm not going to be an asshole <laughs> just because, oh, that's that's not the roast that I like. And uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Even now, recently when I was in uh, Canada, I had to try Double Double and I was like, okay, that doesn't taste like coffee, but it's not bad. Exactly. You know? <laughs> it doesn't taste like coffee. Exactly. But it's funny. It's, you know, Double Double is, is uh, as Canadian as it gets. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's as exactly. Canadian. And I know, you know, being from Canada, uh, it was a Double Double or regular. Yeah. That's what people would order. But anyway, so that's that was a funny bit yeah. to... to, to to ask people in the world because there's all sorts and, it, and yeah. it can be something like not you know being so stubborn in your taste that you don't that you refuse to move off it or or just not wanting to try new things yeah. so coffee assholes they exist everywhere you can be an asshole for not even drinking coffee I was an asshole forever I only added it for two years ago so it was oh, fun wow. to, it was fun to do I uh, yeah. it was fun to do so it's been a real journey for me to kind of learn about it and yeah. discover coffee people from around the world because <laughs> it's really something. It really brings people together. Like, something I've never seen before. Like the way it, you know, you can have interviews with people or talk to people at a at, well, at a show that I do or something. And, oh, you went to that coffee place or you went to here? Like, you know, we discovered that we both, like, I follow European Coffee Trip, but they're your friends. We didn't yeah. know that coming into this. We are one big coffee it's, community right? all around the world. People people know people in the coffee industry. <laughs> I go to Tim, you know, Tim Wendelboe comes on the podcast. They, you know, I go to the, the roastery, but we have all these other conversations. And then you guys are next yeah. door. It's just, it's <laughs> a funny, funny gag the way it was. So it always, always makes me laugh. So, uh, so now you're in Oslo. Yeah. And what do you think of Oslo? Well, I don't live in Oslo. I live outside. Just outside, yeah. Yeah, just uh, like um, 15 minutes outside just because I wanted to be closer to the fjords and um, to nature. But I fell in love with uh, with this place so much that I would not even leave the country even even if I would have to quit the, my career in coffee. <laughs> you, would stay, you would stay here. I would stay here. It's wow, so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is a bit like a Canada. A lot of uh, mountains. Scandinavia and is a lot yeah. like Canada, anyways. Yeah. You know, the mountains, the people. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it feels like home when I'm away from home for sure. Yeah. You know. So. When you're back, you should definitely go somewhere up north to Senja and Lofoten. That's the, it's number one on everyone's bucket list. Is it? I yeah. Rarely so get, this is the odd chance that I've had a couple of days off here. Normally, I'm in for a day and out for a day or whatever. So. No. Yeah. You know, it's kind of going from there. So. All right, so what's next for you? Obviously, you're going to develop out the website. Uh, Roast yep. is doing really, really well. Um, yeah. And uh, are you finding it's rising like crazy right now? Are you guys having a hard time keeping up to the demand, or is it just got a nice organic build well, to it? Um, I can say that we are selling faster than we are producing, <laughs> which is beautiful. Yeah. I wish we could, uh, we could somehow balance it because... Um, it would be awesome to when you order coffee machine, the roasting machine, you'll right away get it. But it's the beauty of it, you know, that uh, we are producing it in hand, one by one, 
all 100 parts of uh, one piece of sample roaster is produced here in Oslo, which is great. It's handmade. It has that personal touch. So, yeah. We are growing and fast. you're traveling around the world and you're showing it off. Obviously, yes. you're, gonna, yes. you're just in Portland. Uh, I just saw that you guys did New York. Uh, so you're yeah. taking it around to places. So I, I see it rising, especially if people get the demo that I got yeah. and shows off this product, which is just amazing. And I once mean, you try it, you, you want to have it. <laughs> of course I want to have yeah. it. <laughs> but, you know, I don't have expensive gadgets at the house, so I guess I'll just have to... Uh, Let's uh, let the world uh, work itself out, and maybe I'll get one down the road. Uh, MyDearCoffee.com is going to come soon. Yeah, are you? What's your plan with your blog? Well, the plan is to have the online courses there. That's my plan because uh, since I closed down my coffee school, I felt like I still want to teach people. So that will be it. My dear dot coffee. And, um, yeah, just enjoy a cup of coffee every morning and share it with the world so they know what's good to drink and how to make it easy and simple and just enjoy it. Where can people find you online? Instagram, Facebook, all those things? Instagram, yeah, Instagram is, I think, the the best way to to meet and hang around. I love to engage with people, so just... Can they search My Dear Coffee to find you? Yeah, My Dear Coffee or Veronica underscore G-A-L-O-V-A, Galava underscore Vesela. That's me. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it's been a great uh, time here in Oslo. Uh, Thanks for the tour of of, uh, Roast. Uh, the other day, it was um, it was amazing. Uh, the the product is awesome. I recommend anybody listening to check it out when they can check that out online. Where? What's the website? The website is uh, roastcoffee.com or on Instagram. Roast and how Coffee. do they spell roast? Which is spelled a little different. R O E S T. Yeah, roastcoffee.com. Roastcoffee.com. Be sure to check it out, friends. Try to uh, get over to Oslo and and have some of the coffee over here, too. Some of the best coffee in the world is in Scandinavia and in this town. Any parting words for our listeners uh, before we uh, let you get out of here and get back out to the burbs to those beautiful fjords? Just enjoy the coffee the way it is. The best coffee you drink is the coffee. I mean, the best coffee you like is the coffee that um, you drink every day. Just enjoy it. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how to say it better, you know. And the difference between ninth and first is how you wake up. Exactly. Wake up good and have a good coffee with that. It really sets today. <laughs> Thanks, Veronica, for your time. Thanks for being the guest on the Brent Non-Tour podcast. Thank Thanks you. for your time. Travel well. Bye. Hey, listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. 
Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy is something you do.